program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. Not responsible for any language used on the air, nor are we responsible No, for you any... are responsible oh, no, for your uh, language. They, the, uh, the, cha- the champ isn't. That's right. They're not responsible for anything that we say, do, or think about while we're sitting here doing this radio show at G-Mix. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Uh, of course, Tuesday nights from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. We're with you each week here and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. And we'll have the podcast up later. So if you're driving home right now, you're like, oh, when I hear this, how this finishes out, yeah, you pick it up tomorrow, right? It'll Joined be- this week by Alan Roberts of the Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle. Yeah, we've, we've uh, got a different one in here, but that's fine. It's always good to have him. Always good to have him in here. And always good to have a football game where you can sit back at about the five-minute mark of the first half and put your hands kind of underneath your your uh, no, no, pits no. and kind of give one of these I'm gonna, lean backs, you know. I'm going to tell you something. So I'm in Kansas City. You're in I was in uh, Columbia, Columbia, Missouri, yeah. I'm in, uh, actually in Overland Park, Kansas, Johnson oh, yeah. County. Yeah. And I, so I'm watching the game at my brother-in-law's house. We got there about uh, 6.53. Nice and early. Got there. No, p.m. Well, I'm saying you were seven minutes before game time. Clearly. Yeah. Actually, it turned out about 12. Fired down a quick heater. Shotgun to beer. <laughs> then sat down. Just slap yourself on the forehead a couple times. And and just sat yeah, down. Yeah. Saw the kickoff. And started to meld myself into the game. Yeah. My brother-in-law's got the theater room with eight beautiful seats. A screen is, I don't know, as big as that wall over here at G-Mix. Just one screen. Surround sound. And we're sitting in there, and he goes, "Why why are you so pensive? And I'm like... Well, I don't know, 7-3. Right, we're behind. 7-3. And the Hawks have, I'm going to call it the second best drive of the year. Because I think the 95-yard drive against. Well, this one was faster too, right? So this was just, uh, yes. This, I mean, this, it was, it was six, a thing of beauty. Six, seven right. plays, yes. 72 yards, yeah. no negative yardage on, on the drive. Go down and score a touchdown. Mixed, mixed some nice passes in with some power running when they when they start to come up and guard the pass. Yeah, yeah. In, in the Hawks score, and so I'm like, yes, okay. We kick off, fumble, and the stud receiver for Maryland makes a horrible decision to, to run sideways. He runs sideways, runs to his right, and gets smashed by. Sebastian Castro. Thank you. Kirk it, mentioned him today. Is he he's number like, 29? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you, you, I, I want to mention this because here's a kid that has been working his tail off, and he finally get, you know, he gets to play here and there, but he gets finally gets to make an impact play because he was on the kickoff. And he said, he, you know, and so Kirk brought him up today, and it was, it was a great tackle. That kid, the Maryland kid, Demay Denay, is out for the year, Ugh. right? Twisted his knee, but well, that's a fumble, I, right? Got to love the way Tim Brando nailed that one about six, 60 seconds after we recovered the football. But uh, he, how, he how about it. How about Tim Brando or Spencer Tillman saying, you know, before the game I talked to uh, Kirk's son, Brad, <laughs> Ference, 
Well, friends. It, I think we're. It's it, like, we're, come on. Uh, at least Tim Brando was making fun of himself. He, so he clearly read what everybody had said the week before. He's like, yeah, like Iowa City so much, I made it the capital last week. You know, so that's good. <laughs> anyway, no, you know, it's so. But that play turned the that, yeah, yeah. That turned the football suddenly, game around. It, and Iowa scored in what two plays and uh, on a. And and here's where there's so much to, to Andre unpack. Br- Andre Bruce. Arlen, Arlen, Arlen Bruce. Bruce. Good luck. Well, let's. So we're going to talk a little more about him because I, I just watch that route. Right, so well run. He dug in, made a turn. Didn't was that push the off. China route they were talking about last night? That right. Hunter Renfro has been oh. running in the NFL. I don't know. Could be, but he the way the way it was set up, he he beat Not he to beat be that confused with the China virus. Uh, no, the, yes, we wouldn't do that. He beat his he beat his uh, man by I don't know what four or five yards. I mean he well, he had he his was, guy beat. He, he was, was plenty open, yeah, he was wide open, right? And he did the most important thing that you're supposed to do as a wide receiver, being an ex wide receiver, catch the football, he caught the football, caught the yep. football, scored his first first career touchdown. And I'm sitting with my brother in law and went, that's his first career touchdown. And you said that. And they came back and they showed the replay and they went, that's, that's his first. <laughs> So Arlen Bruce was six uh, receptions for 75 yards the other day, a, a terrific was... performance. And, and I, I texted you after the game, and I said, you know, he's a stud. And I I, th- I think we've thought that for a little while. But... You realize Keegan Johnson but... had the block that was called that called the one touchdown back. Did you did – you, I didn't... didn't show a replay. I watched it on Sunday night. Yes, he absolutely buried the kid and grabbed hold of him. But at the, the reason was is he went to block him, and the kid moved, right? And he's like, well – Okay, and he moved with him and then pulled him down. Okay. Still, he was he was fine all the way up until he let the kid come down on top of him, right? And he, he buried him. That was a hold. But, yeah, this was Keegan Johnson who still had, I think he had one or two catches well, in the, in the game, you know. I, don't, mis, don't misinterpret. He's trying to do the right thing. Right, absolutely. He's blocking down absolutely. the field on a play that actually turned into a touchdown. He just... All right, he's a freshman. Sometimes right. that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it, no. Right so, now... Right now I couldn't. I couldn't be happier with the state of the Iowa football program. Okay, let's go there. Okay, before we get it, you know the beauty of the Hawkeye Huddles. We don't rehearse this. No, I have stuff written down for everything you say. I, which is incredible, since I haven't even talked to no you. No studying. Um, so I was thinking this the other night. So this is our eleventh win in a row. Okay. Uh huh. Iowa's outscored their opponents during these eleven wins, three hundred eighty to one forty one. It's twenty seventh straight game where Iowa's held opponents under under. 25 points, 24 points, actually. Um, if you go back, uh, in the last uh, five years, Iowa's had more interceptions each year than opposing quarterbacks have thrown touchdowns. Against them? Yes. Impressive. Okay. That's impressive. That's impressive. If you take the average finishing position, sometimes it's 25 or 30 in the AP poll, sometimes it's 8, right? But overall, in aggregate, Iowa's in the top 8 in the country, Okay. So here's what I'm saying. They're continuing it now, right? So win or lose this week against Penn State, this team's still going to be in the top ten come next week, right? Well, and, and, uh, and ostens- presuming you don't get beat 40 to nothing. Right. Ostensibly probably going to stick in that realm for the rest of the year. Okay? We hope. So let's look at – so I'm watching Virginia and Miami. Was that Thursday or Friday? Thursday. Night? I I'm had looking, Virginia. I'm looking – yeah, good for you. No, oh, no, good not lo- good for you. <laughs> no, that was perfect for me. Oh, wait. Oh, that was an underdog, wasn't it? Well, yeah. not only not only did they cover, they won outright when Miami doinked, doinked it. Doinked a field goal. Right, right at the end of the It game. made no difference. It did to those of us who had the under. So. So and, that was good for you. 
it was very good for me. Um, so this just in Ridge is starting to dabble. I, I like the he's the, I dabble like, I like Sweeney. The number, right. So <laughs> I'm watching them and I'm seeing Bronco Mendenhall coach Virginia. And I can't remember the name of the dude that coaches Miami right now, but here's what, what occurred to me. Bronco Mendenhall was extremely successful out west, right? BYU, if BYU, I'm not mistaken. So, before, right? the, before the dude they have was there he, now. Right. He's been successful a number of places. You look at some of these coaches that are at in new locations. Mike Leach, been successful a lot of places, right? Starting to get better. What I'm saying is... You look at this and you're like, how are they not better now, right? If they're that good of a coach, so well, you got to have your players, you got to have your system, and, you, and, I, yeah. and, and it takes a while to to yeah. change the paradigm from yeah, where you once were. Some of them never get there, right? So this, this is my point. Kirk Ferentz's Kirk. We need to look at the state of the Iowa football program in terms of how Kirk Ferentz and the mentality that the offense they run, whether Kirk Ferentz is the Robert Ray. Of Iowa football. And those of you who are not old enough That's to remember. Really good. That's really good. He was the governor basically for it's, life. And then those of you who are younger, he's, he's the Terry, Terry Branstead of, of, uh, of Iowa. Iowa football. But my point is is that in, at other places that are similar sizes that have that have better ba- college basketball programs and they have they have similar facilities, well, they have similar fan bases. How about Kansas, who's been through nine football hey, coaches? How about Nebraska, that's right. been through six football coaches? Right. Even, how about Illinois, that's been through... I don't know. And so let's just recognize. I mean, I had somebody there. Good Lord, Penn State's been through three. You have people talking about how, oh, it's another average year for Iowa. No, it's not average. There's nothing average about going on the road in the Big Ten on a Friday night and beating somebody 51 to 14. When you have the aggregate number eight ranking in the last five years in college football, it'll be six now. It's not average. There are 122 teams in Division One football. It's Actually, not it's average. Actually, it's like 137 what, now, but that doesn't make any difference. So you get what I'm saying. And then I started thinking about, oh, boy, when he, when he does retire, how do you keep – because what we want – I'm sorry, but what I want now is continuity. I want the same. I want continuity. I want the same mentality of let's – So How about like, this? Let me roll this. How wait, about Phil Parker? Wait. Yeah, well, okay. So, I looked at Iowa has five guys starting on defense. This defense that is number two in the country right now. Let me tell you about these five guys and the number of Division One offers they have. Now, you got to realize Iowa is You're a talking offer. about starters on the Iowa starters defense Starters on the right Iowa defense. Now. All right. Riley Moss, how many did he have? Two. NIU and Iowa. Because you told me. Right. Van Valkenburg. Van Valkenburg. Zero. Zero. He was a Division Two player with no Division One offers. Okay. Jack Campbell. Three, Iowa State, Minnesota, and UNI. That one, does that count? And so I guess it's four. Yeah, that counts. Jack Kerner, walk on. Walk on. No Division One offers. Uh, 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 Kayvon Merriweather. Two. Two. Miami? Mac, like Miami of Ohio and, and Buffalo. Um, I mean, he did, these guys. No, I thought it was Miami and Iowa. Oh, no. That wasn't the, the, number of, right. the number of players Mike, that the Hawks have stolen from the MAC. Would literally be right. all Miami Mac all time right. players. Bobby Sanders, uh, uh, Devon, uh, King. Devon Johnson, King. Uh, Desmond King, Desmond King, and, it might, and, and for that matter, now Charlie Jones, right? Right, um, uh, taken from, from Buffalo. Right. <laughs> so my my point on this is that I want a mentality like this to continue, the continuity to continue, where you can find guys like that. 
and they fit into your system enough that you can get them in there and let them grow, and they become studs. Well, right? the, this just and, and it's not and Kirk it's, isn't going anywhere. He's the healthiest dude I hope you're, in uh, Iowa I hope City. You're right. And and I remember you asked me six or seven years ago when they were struggling. Do you want him gone? I'm like, you know, I'm getting tired of the system. It wasn't the system. He just didn't have the number of horses to run it, right? And I've been proven wrong. I started to get to, to disbelief. And I will never look down the. I will never look down an eight four season. I want this one to be twelve and zero, right? But right, knocking on wood. Currently, those of you on the podcast, hit your head right now. Yeah, did get and my, knock on the wood. Did get my downtown uh, uh, Indianapolis hotel room reserved good for you on sunday they're gone now i was looking for more so, today so how about this so my my friends who are going with us the Bazinskis, who were going with us on saturday yeah got iowa penn state tickets i don't know uh before the season started i said this is a game i think it's gonna be a night game i think we should go we'll plan on staying down in riverside we're gonna yeah, have a whole go deal riverside, right. but we're not anymore because it's three o'clock game oh okay they got their tickets for 130 bucks the cheapest tickets on StubHub through the Hawkeye Sports is a buck seventy, without so all in. Without I went, your fees, right? Four twenty three in section three fourteen yeah. in the top row. And I'm giving my tickets to Andrew and his. That's your buddy. son. I know, but it's his buddy that. But you don't want to know what Hawkeye fans, Tyler, what, what our friend Tyler Brett Ridge can think is. What our friend Brett Ridge is doing this weekend? He's going to Texas A&M. He's going to do the Yaggy Yell. He's going to be the 12th man. I can't believe I'm doing this. But I, I made a commitment uh, way back when, Alabama, Texas A&M. Whatever, night, whatever you do, in a, in a, stay out of a bar with anyone with a camera and a blonde chick who wants to dance with you. The dancing's bad. Said Urban Meyer. Yes. Good <laughs> yes. Lord. Somebody wanted to pull him out on the dance floor. Anyway. Yeah, that's going to be tough this weekend. I'm going to watch it on TV. I already have had a number of people who are going to tailgate with us saying, so you mean if we don't have a TV there, you're going to literally leave the tailgate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to find my way. I know exactly. I've, I've mapped it all out. I know where I'm going, and I know how I'm going to watch Iowa play football. I Saturday have it on my I Google know. Maps already. Yep, already done. You know what? I don't have to worry about that. Nope, you're going to be in Kinnick, and that'll be great. Hey, it's 3 p.m. on Saturday, by the way, on Fox, and there will be Fox Big Noon. Iowa gets screwed out of game game day again for ESPN. Ah, whatever. But, I mean, seriously, how many times have they been to the Red River, River rivalry? Well, you know, you Dude, can't do it over short, and over again. Do not shortcut the Texas State Fair. There's a lot of fun things you can do that double fares. Ironically, I won't, I won't go, I'm flying to Dallas tomorrow. The world's, admit, the yeah. world's largest yeah. bowl. I mean, there's all kinds of good good things you can do. I'm going then. to some midget wrestling thing tomorrow night. Oh, my good that's Lord. Absolute, these are, these the are things truth. I don't want to see. It's the absolute truth. Um, <laughs> do they have a midget macho man? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's a pretty good show. But, um, anyway, so let's we got a few more minutes before the, <laughs> before the next break. Apparently, it's a good uh, show. It's, well, uh, it's, it's more of a show than it is an actual I, wrestling. Let's man, hope. Is the way I understand it. Anyway. Um, yeah, I got a whole lineup for the next three days, four days. It'll be interesting. We'll see how I make it back and how many brain cells come back with me. But let me ask you this right before the break. So as you went to bed Friday night, you put your head down on the pillow, a little, a little hammered, a little this, a little that. How happy were you? Oh, awesome. And I felt terrible. I have a cold. I felt awful. I, and you know what? I, I, laid could, down. I could not no. have been happier. Nope. Nope. 
I couldn't either. I almost wanted to watch the replay of the game at 3 o'clock in the morning on FS1. I watched it in, so I went, of course, and did the, uh, went and watched my stepson uh, cheerlead at, uh, right? at, at uh, Missouri the other day. Mizzou. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Let me just tell you this. That's a bad football team. I'm, I'm not kidding. We, hey, we I, hadn't sat down yet. It was 21 to 3. I then, went I to mean, Oklahoma K State. And anybody who thinks that Oklahoma, by the way, I have Oklahoma in a future national championship bet. That is not going to work out well. But I also have one team that wears black and gold at 85 to 1. Nice. Knock, Knock on, on freaking well, wood. It ain't, it ain't Missouri, because let me tell you this. They no, fired, no, no. They fired their I got the Iowa Hawks. They got 85 to 1. They fired their defensive coordinator while I was on o- my way OU home. is not that good. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. I, I'm with you on that. All right. Lots more to unpack. We'll be yeah, back Tom Kicker. We'll be back on 1700, the champ. Back to the Hawkeye huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Hello, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G-Mix, that one I can hear. We're doing good. And I think moving away from the speakers is helping, too. Well, so here, far, so good. Yeah, we're here at G-Mix in uh, West Des Moines Valley Junction. Join us uh, if you'd like to at steak night. Come on down. In fact, there's a little room in here tonight. So, uh, you know, it gets more and more packed on Tuesday nights. Room as the, for four. Yeah, yeah, as, the, uh, as the weather gets a little worse. But steak night's fabulous, right? So come on in and uh, join us here for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. Or stay and watch the uh, Red Sox. Is my friend George the Red Sacks. Sacks beat the Yankees tonight? How 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 happy is ESPN that they've got a Red Sox Yankees? Well, it's the only right? one they're is gonna it, have. Is it on there or is it on Fox? I, I don't know. It's right okay. there. And the TV people are happy with that one. Um, real quick, get Tom Cakert in here, and ju- he's on the line. But just hang on. So I, I don't want to forget the field hockey team. Field hockey team. Two more wins. They go. Uh, they go on the road. They win. Uh, they beat number six Rutgers. They beat number seven Maryland. They're two. Both uh, two to one wins. They're twelve and zero. Still number one in the country. Brett, I have a question. And, and I'm are there exactly in. twelve teams in that play no, field hockey? No, there's more than that. Because it seems like every week they yeah, play someone who's rated. Well, there's a lot more. Big Ten has the the field hockey, and not a lot of the other okay. conferences do. But they're number one in the country still, and uh, they have this ridiculous goal scored uh, against thing. I think they've only given up like. Five now for the whole year. I'll, anyway, go, I'll go with you on good that. Good for them. I threw that in. Now we can move on to Tom Kakert of Hawkeye Report. I don't want to dismiss that. It's a big deal. Tom, Tom Kakert of HawkeyeReport.com. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Or good evening now, I guess. Yeah, we keep doing Again, that. good evening. We keep doing that. And it's actually our friend Alan here who, who made it in, he's like, how long have you been doing this at 6 o'clock instead of 5 o'clock? And I'm like, like not long enough for us to remember that it's not afternoon anymore. But uh, it's only been two years at the 6 o'clock hour. So, hey, Tom, um, you made a comment today when you were talking to some of the players uh, um, that they appear to be extremely relaxed and confident going into this game next week. Uh, ostensibly the, the, you know, the highest rated game of many of our lifetimes. Obviously, we had the Michigan game in, in 1985, but uh, this is a big one, but they, they seem to be on the right plateau mentally going into this game. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, it didn't seem like a team that was like, oh, my God, we're playing in this gigantic game. It seemed like a bunch of guys who were just like, yeah, we're going to play football. You know, just kind of relaxed and they know what's ahead, and they're excited about the opportunity. But I, I think they're um, 
kind of mature about it. And, you know, that's one of the things you worry about with a younger team. And honestly, this team is kind of young and they haven't been in this spot before. So you worry how they're going to react. And I think they're, you know, at least from the kind of the mental side of things, I think they're going to, they're fine right now. So Tom, as Brett mentioned, uh, this is, is without question the biggest game since uh, 1985. Iowa-Michigan number one versus number two. Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback, by yeah, the way, with, yeah. with the great Bo Schembechler on the sidelines. Uh, and I was there. Tailback was? For them? Yeah. Jamie Morris. Oh, gotcha. yeah, you Larry Station. Anyway. Larry Station, yes. So this game is going to have a tremendous amount of hype, and I appreciate what you just said about the maturity that this football team is showing about this. And clearly, uh, our friend Scott Docterman uh, wrote a great article in The Athletic how this Penn State-Iowa rivalry organically has become the best non-fake rivalry in the Big Ten. Yeah. Penn State's coming in with a lot of, lot of juice and a lot of this. I don't know as if, I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but this is going to be so much fun on Saturday. Yeah, um, and you look back, and, and um, you know, just in the Ferentz era, there's been just so many good games between these two teams. Daniel um, you know, you go back to you go back to '02 with uh, the, the game up there where Penn State came back, and then Iowa had to win it late. And um, you go even the year before that when you know that was kind of a significant win for Iowa with Nate Cading making the field goals. Uh, six to four. Uh, just, uh, you got six to four in 2004, which was, uh, you know, and that was that was uh, the week that Kirk Ferentz lost his dad, who was in Pittsburgh, you know, and Kirk grew up in, you know, in Pittsburgh. So uh, you had the, all that emotion. You've got the 08 game with Daniel Murray. You've got the 09 game, Adrian Claiborne blocks a punt. You got the what was that twenty was it twenty eighteen the the um Saquon Barkley to Johnson yep the, right last game, second I think twenty seventeen was twenty seventeen the the um uh, Saquon Barkley with three hundred and fifty eight total yards that day like one of the greatest performances I've ever seen from a running back. You know, there's just some, there's I'll, some... I'll, I'll, Tom, I'll even do. I'll even throw in um, Kirk's, I believe, second Big Ten win. Well, that was what he was and, talking about when. No, Kate, that wasn't Kading. That, yeah, that was the Kading one. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. up there when we intercepted the pass in in overtime um, to yeah. beat him. That up was there. The, that yes. was Kading that kicking was a, a bunch of field goals. Yeah, and it, it terrific day. And then the other <laughs> one, you know, I, it's not a Kirk Ferentz era, but you go back. There were two really good teams in, in 83 and 84. On the road, we won up there 42-34. You know, just an a offensive show and then a real tight one in Iowa City that I still feel like they got screwed by the officials in that game, 20-17. That seems to me Ronnie Harbin was called out of bounds on a catch. And, oh, boy. Anyway, but, yeah, but terrific football games. There have been a few stinkers in there, but but you're right, Tom. This has really been, and, and as Dr. Man said, this is a, this is this is kind of a rivalry that people don't recognize, but both teams have played in these close games with each other, and they they, you know, they don't like each other. And about, Penn State got worked pretty good by Iowa last year how too. About and you know, and it's and it's been pretty nice because um, 
they're in as separate divisions, but they're in that cycle where they play every year. You know, where they you know, they always have like this like one team that you're playing like five years in a row or something. And Penn State's been that for Iowa. So I, you know, I I think it's great that they've had this series uh, for as long as it has. And you know, honestly, before last year, James Franklin's kind of owned Iowa. You know, he's had a lot of success against Iowa. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting game because Iowa really took it to him last year. Currently 4-1 and one against Iowa, so uh, he has had some success. Um, really? Yeah, we hadn't yeah. beat, it, hadn't beat yeah. him until last year. Um, I want to uh, uh, go back to last week with uh, with Spencer Petrus, uh, Tom, and I, I thought that I started to recognize him getting more comfortable taking that extra half second. I mean, why wouldn't you? He was, his guys were playing really well. But he started to get more comfortable taking that extra half a second to make a decision on some throws. Uh, he actually did scramble out of the pocket. I wrote it down. 14, 14.05 in the second half, he scrambled out of the pocket and completed a pass to Charlie, Charlie Jones. But my point there is um, that he somehow, even though his numbers have been good all year, somehow he continues to improve. And I really thought the other night is the first time that I saw him where I thought even when he was getting in trouble, he was giving himself just that little extra half second to to uh, to possibly make a play. And I just think that you know this is this offense is not has it has not seen yet where it can go. Yeah, I thought this was probably Spencer's best overall game. Um, I thought it was a really good calling of a game by Brian Ferentz. Um, but I think you're seeing this offense kind of come together and maybe part of that is you're seeing also Keegan Johnson and Arlen Bruce assume larger roles within the offense and that's going to help them because it's two explosive players that they're kind of adding into the you know kind of the the sauce that, that Iowa has every week and I think that's really important for them to uh, continue to get those guys involved because um, I think it's going to open up the field more. So now you've got, you know, what, maybe seven guys you can go to, six, seven guys you can go to on a regular basis, and that's, that's going to be really helpful. Well, Tom, if you think about it, if you get Bruce and Johnson out there with Tracy, yep. that's an explosive three wide receivers, and then you got Sam – and and Lachey playing tight end, you got the Bruiser Potaba, <laughs> and and then well, we're you got, running. You got Tyler Goodson. You got Tyler Goodson who ha, who who um, you know shook a guy the other day. You got um, he he Tyler ran Johnson. the he ran the Christian McCaffrey play that started the Rose Bowl twice. Yeah, and then um, and you got Charlie Jones and Nico Regani who are, who think they're both Willie Mays out there catching those <laughs> those moves. Vic words. Nice. Yeah, I, I look at. I look at. By the way, I, I mentioned Willie Mays to some of those players, and they don't even know who he is. Oh man, features. Well, you have to. You, yes, I hey, beer, I tell had, them to Google it. Right. Here, I had a yeah. beer with yeah. Willie Mays once. You did? Well, he was at the bar. Yeah. And I was at the bar. Okay, you were in there. Very good. You know, one of the neat stories, uh, I think, Tom, even this last week was um, the other guy that we're not mentioning much, haven't mentioned, but I thought IKM played really well the other night. I thought he played great. Uh, he, not only did he run the ball well, but um, blocking. He, let's, 
Let's give him credit. The, the, the play that that over-the-shoulder catch for Charlie Jones doesn't happen if he doesn't step up and just destroy the blitzing linebacker, right? And, and, I, and again, I go back to you start to have confidence. So that gives Spencer that confidence, confidence to wait just a half a second longer. I, you know, he, I, I, seeing him come back after that two-fumble game, and Kirk having the confidence to go with him again. It's, it's don't, don't you think Kirk's comments that just said, we believe in you, I can. You're our guy. You're, you're a captain, and there's a reason for that. That mattered. Yeah, and he's a mature kid. And just, you know, talking to him the, the week after that, and he was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. He was running hard. And, I, I, you know, the other thing that happened – in that game that we really haven't talked about is I thought the offensive line played pretty well. And I, I wonder if that's and, and kind of directly related to Kyler's shot starting to get more snaps and, you know, get more reps, get more comfortable. Um, that's a veteran hand that, that you really want to have out on the field. They still rotated a bunch of guys, right? I, I mean, I, I thought, I, and I, we said the same thing. I think it was yeah. in the middle of the game. We were, we tweeted that, right? That we were, we, we thought that that left side, particularly with shot, and uh, when when uh, Cody uh, Cody Inst stepped in there, but Richmond was playing. I thought this was Richmond's best game, in my opinion, too. Um, sure. Those guys, and, and you know, it's magical. It's magical. You complete a few passes over the top, and you suddenly have to run into a seven-man front instead of a nine-man front. Sort of helps a little bit too, doesn't it? But yeah, the continuity is there, Tom. But I, I, it looks like they're still going to continue to rotate guys, which that's fine. I think what, what we talked Fresh about legs. last, yeah, what we talked about last week would be nice to see them settle into a little bit more uh, uh, consistent role. But they didn't do it this week, and it certainly didn't hurt. They're getting contributions from all those guys. Yeah, and if it's if it ain't broke, you don't have to fix it. And they're, I think they're right. They're just, that's for uh, sure. They're they're clicking. Yeah, they're clicking right now, and uh, but this is going to be a tougher game, guys. I mean, I think we all realize that, that this is going to be the, you know, if they come out and put, if Iowa comes out and put 51 points on the board this week, then, I'll, you know, all bets are off. You know, you're, you're uh, you know, things are going pretty well. So, so Tom, as, as we look at, as we look at this coming week, Obviously, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. This is going to be a tough game. And, and history would tell us that this game is going to be close. How do you, yeah, how do you I, see? Go ahead, please. I, I, have, I have kind of a gut feeling that it's going to be more of a defensive game than an offensive game. That's just my gut feeling right now. Is this, like kind of first one to 20 is going to win. I'm going to. Pick Iowa twenty-one to seventeen. That's my that's my guess right now. I saw that. Ooh, he already threw it through that. I out. love it. Well, I did see the stat today on it's it's the stop percentage, right? And Iowa's second in the country to Georgia, who clearly has only the... given up one touchdown, right? But Penn State's in the top ten, right? And next closest to, on the on the schedule is Iowa State, that's like twelve currently, right? Which is the game that Iowa, you know, sort of they did things what they they needed to do, but it was a little tougher offensively. So. That makes a lot of sense. Before we let you get out of here, it is a big recruiting weekend too, Tom. How many guys are coming 80? in? I mean, yeah, I was told it's going to be eighty or more players, maybe more than eighty. Um, biggest recruiting weekend ever during the Ferentz era. Most star-studded one too, including a couple of five stars from Southeast Polk High School. One of them on his official visit. Um, 
Tyler Casper's coming back for uh, another visit. Uh, Four-star son of Kevin Casper and uh, good friend of Xavier Wampa. Uh, so I think uh, that was something that um, interested me. I put a little, uh, you know, we have these uh, future forecast things on the site today. I don't know if you guys yeah, noticed. Yeah, people noticed this, I, Tom. I, yeah, pe they did? people noticed this. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, They did notice that I put a, a, a little guess in for Xavier to Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, and that's a, that speaks well. And Tom, Tom, the, Tom had, does it, he's pretty close, close to the vest on these things. It would be really neat to see him do something. I realize that he just announced his top three, but it'd be neat to see him do something this week by, like, saying, hey, I'm coming here and start recruiting the rest of these guys, right? And, and That would be insanely it would. cool. It would. Uh, obviously, you know, everybody and their brother want that kid to, to come play for him, and Ohio State's probably the other one, and Notre Dame is, I think, is By the way, the, the lineman for Southeast Polk and I watched him play Proctor, twice. Proctor, yeah. He's he's so big he doesn't even have to try in high school. He could use a year of conditioning. Uh, he'll he'll get it at Iowa. I'll tell That's you that for much, certain, right? Um, it, it it's going to be really cool, and they're going to see Kinnick in all its glory. Granted, it's not a night game, but it won't matter. It'll the end at night. Uh, that's true, and the electricity there will be uh, second to none in all of college football. I, I can, something you know, that Brett will game. miss. You don't have to keep going into that. All right. <laughs> He's oh, going to going A&M, Bama, Tom. Yeah. Ridge. Ridge, where are you going? He's going to A&M, Bama. I'm going to A&M and Bama. That. I'll be watching the Iowa game on TV. Yeah, I know. Hey, listen, I made a commitment, and I'm sticking with it. I did. I hate to do it. I, I almost I tried so hard to get out of it this week, and I just decided I couldn't do it. So it's not nice to, to make all these plans and tell everybody, no, I'm not coming. So, you know, I know. Tom, I'll be there. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> hey, listen, it, it's it's right. killing me, man. I, I'm, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm at 400 some Iowa games. Hawkeye, right? Oh, don't <laughs> give love me it. that. Don't give me that. <laughs> All right, Tom, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Tom Caker okay, of HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. 1700, the champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. I want to thank them for sponsoring the program, of course. Lots of TVs here to uh, hang out and watch the game with on Saturday, by the way, if you want to. Oh, this this just hit, and Bruce, he <clears throat> said Friday night got a little rowdy in the second Did half. it? Got a little, little people. People started to enjoy themselves a little bit I after think that big so. victory. I there was a little bit of a relaxed atmosphere. Uh, I would guess so. Also, my friends at Remax Concepts, Angie Lancaster and uh, Brian Hauk, right? Key uh, Mortgage. Key Mortgage. Appreciate them uh, chipping in on things here as we move things along here on the Hawkeye Hill in two thousand AM Plumbing. Yes, AM PM Plumbing. You know what they do? They do a lot of plumbing, they do a Brett. Lot of plumbing. They do a lot of plumbing. They roto, they rooter, they clean, they clog, unplug. You know, if, you were to, if we were to actually script out a, a, a written ad for them, we would say, you know what they do? Plumbing. They do plumbing. But it is truly AMPM. They won't charge you extra for coming on the weekends or in the evenings or whatever. So that's the number one thing about there. Uh, not only do they Sorry, do good ladies, work, is that but too they, loud? But they took a, that was a nice snap. Shit, actually. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, as we... Look at this game on Saturday. Um, 
should be noted, we haven't mentioned that Spencer Peters was actually a Davy O'Brien top great eight or whatever it was this week for his performance the other day. 21 of 30 for three and three touchdowns. That's pretty good. So he was. It's he, my and, understanding there's no math, but I think that's 70%. He, is, he was pro football focuses, focuses uh, top rated Iowa Hawkeye the other night. There you again. go. Again. Right, and he's like in the top twelve in in uh, in quarterback stats right now. Somewhat based on the fact that he's not throwing a lot of interceptions and all that, but at the same time, they're scoring points, right? And so this is where. So I want to go here real quick because I know we're going to have to get to a prediction. But but it, 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 this is this is a discussion that's been ongoing now. A number of people around me is Iowa getting lucky because the other team is making mistakes and they're. They're taking advantage of them, and I think you and I both would say, Brett, you make your own luck. Yeah, right. Ask there. There's an old story about uh, practicing golf. That the guy who practiced the most had the best luck. This team is well prepared. <clears throat> they, Terry Roberts, who just had his first career interception, and is the Bobby Sanders of our current team in terms of special teams play, said that Phil Parker over-prepares them for everything that might happen. And if that is going to continue to happen, because Phil Parker is a witch, there is no such thing as uh, just luck. Jack Jack Kerner picks it up and fumbles as I'm yelling, Hold on to the ball, and he gets hit from behind by the Maryland receiver. Fumbles the ball. Somehow, some some way, the only arm he has free, because the other one is hugging the other dude on top, and pulls the football to him so that the officials say that we get, we have recovered the fumble. Tell me that's luck. There's I, nothing lucky no, about that. You know what strength, that is? Strength, strength, and conditioning, will. and will. And yeah. gosh no, darn and, and it, even, I'm going to get that ball. We we picked it off. We're not losing. Right. It. And so the 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 naysayer would say that uh, Tagovailoa forced that ball uh, over the top, and Campbell tipped it. I would say that that's an open receiver, and Jack Campbell. He's a good linebacker who tipped that ball up in the air. Eight Jack, yards down and, the field. And, He can get to tip the ball so that our boy now, Jim Kerner can pick now, it up. Now, I will grant you, Maryland, we were talking about this before we got on the air. Sometimes it gets hard to remember what we've said on the air versus what we said before. But Maryland fell apart, right, in terms of they started they started doing things. It's uh, called pissing down your leg as soon right. as the they, heat gets on. Right. They, made, they had penalties. They're not a disciplined football team. This is why if you're going to ask me whether Iowa will beat Nebraska when they go over there, Right now, I'm going to tell you, you implode because they make the same kind of mistakes. And I'll be interested. Mike I'll be, team. I'll be interested to see how uh, they they react to Michigan actually punching them in the mouth. Right, right. Mike Locksley's much like teams, Illinois did. Right, oh well, wait, or well, <laughs> or Michigan State. Right, they played right in with Michigan State until it mattered, and then they made mistakes. Loxley's teams are the same way. So is it is it that you're that by taking advantage of the fact that the other team is not as disciplined as you is that you getting lucky? No, that's it's coaching. Not. It's coaching. It's better. Exactly. And I, so Iowa right now with 16 turnovers turned into 75 points. 12, I thought it was actually 80 12, 
It's 75. Well, the, the, 25 new, the new dude for the uh, register gave him credit for the interception at the end of the first half because they scored on the first drive. Oh, okay. The, there you go. Okay, I'll take Ken, that. Kensington, okay. I think that okay, was his okay. name. I'll take that. But Anyway, uh, but, but 12, 12 interceptions leads the country. Six of them the other night, obviously. Seven turnovers the other night was, was a, a lot. But, you know, and, and how about you know, you, coming in with one interception, then leading the, leaving the game, leading the country in interceptions. interceptions? Iowa has now knocked out four starting quarterbacks of before the, the end. I'm not talking about injuries. They've been this benched. Year, of this for, year. Of this year, four of the five have been benched. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's nine to the last 11. It's, 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 that's not luck. All right. We're, we're, we're hyped up, obviously, on the defense. That's not luck. As we get set for Saturday. Our okay. last call. Let's just Our last let's call. Let's go do into it. it. Uh, and we're this right. we got plenty of time. Do we? Oh yeah, we got at least seven minutes because I, I want this to be a good one. Did I say folks? Folks? Did I call somebody folks? I'm certain that you may have. Oh, hey folks. I don't know what that means. Are we being folksy? People are listening to me and saying, "Did you just call some people folks?" Yes, I did. Wait, wait, call them people anyway. Anyway, our so loyal listeners, our loyal listeners are my, my our lone uh, all dozens Ra- Rams, of you out there. Rams fan out there, yeah. Doug Fairchild used to sit with me at the football games. Remember Doug? I know. Yeah, I... so he's he's listening. He's like, good. Just call people, folks. And he's laughing right now too. Um, okay, so yeah, we get set for this game. It, it is our last call. So let's. Do you do you know? So tell me about your your knowledge of Iowa's top five matchups of all time. Where you where matchups? There have been five times Iowa has been in the top five and played another team in the top five. Well, Iowa-Michigan, let's count this one. Uh, Let's say, I don't know, 1960? Yep, twice. Iowa-Minnesota? Lost 27 to 10. I had that one. Um, I don't know. Uh, 1939? No, 1960. Northwestern was in the top ten at that point, and they lost that one 14 to 10. Once again, was there only ten teams in the entire world? Here's the the one that... That I forget, and I I, I I shouldn't forget, but I want to forget sometimes. UCLA, Michigan State, the Big Ten championship. We were both in the top five, four yeah, and man. five. They went to the the. Oh, we were. They went to the I CFP. thought it was five was and six. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. That's yeah. close enough. Yeah. Thir- Sixteen to thirteen. That was so, that was the longest ten minute drive in the history uh, of Hawkeye football. It was, but it was. If you're a Michigan State fan, that's a thing of beauty. So right? Bruce's last call, before we get to ours. Bruce here at G-Migs, is 16 to 10. And this time on fourth down, we hold them. You know, Amari Cook, Hooker was like an inch from that pass in Iowa City. Oh, yeah. It could have could have easily fallen to the ground and Iowa wins that football game. Right. Yep. So his call is 16-10. What say you, Sir Brett Ridge? Or perhaps I should go first because I believe I've gone first. I, no, you, I didn't. You, you, you went know, first you, last. You, you, it doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't At matter. this point, we're 5-0. and We just keep going. It's a radio show. Neither one of us had 51-14 last week. I had them by two touchdowns. You had them by a point. Yeah, I thought it would be closer. I did. It was close. It was 7-3 to at the end of the first quarter, and we were behind. 31 points later, it was 34-7, to and I was into my fourth screwdriver. That's not true. Ninth beer. So they, they, I'm watching next to this. And there were no oceans to be found. You know, I'm watching the game the other night. I had to find a bar, right? And none of them had the game on, right? Dude. So, we're, that, we're not going to run out of time. So the guy sitting next to me is an older guy, and I just started predicting the plays, right? 
And he's looking at me, and I'm like, wait till Jeopardy comes on. He didn't pick it up at all. Didn't pick it up, didn't get it. And he's like, huh? I'm like, never mind. Anyway, um, my Bill Murray. I, so here's the thing. Um, not a, here's a reason for Iowa to be Three, relaxed. Three, two, one, I got you. Here's, here's, the, here's the reason Iowa can be relaxed. This, this game is huge, but at the same time, they've got. They've Don't got, they've talk got, about the cushion. No. But they can play. They can just go out and play football. This game, they're they're expected to be right there. They're expected to do this. But at the same time, the pre- there's there's no pressure on this. This is it's going to be fun. They're going to have a good time, and they're going to love the the atmosphere in Kinnick. And I love that. Is it I the stripe game? It is a stripe game. Uh, so I changed it. I'm now black. Yeah. Used to be gold. Yeah. I think. I agree it'll be low scoring, but I think the defense actually stands up again. I got got this 24 to 10. Two touchdowns, baby. Wow, I like it. So so I've been thinking about this since the shower this morning. No, actually, probably since the game. In the shower. So probably since the the game ended last week. and And I was thinking, I haven't watched a lot of Penn State football, okay? Truth be told, I have not watched a lot of their games. I'm at the Iowa game. They're playing at the same time. I don't go back and rewatch their games. I did see a titch of the uh, Wisconsin game. And Wisconsin so pissed that game away. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, here's my point. I think the Hawkeyes will play field position. It'll be a little frustrating early. And we will make some of our own luck again. Keep in mind, Clifford was the fourth-string quarterback a year ago. And now he's a world-beater? Really? Okay. Interesting. Sorry, isn't he the only one left standing? Is, Basically. Is, is the, is the, and I'm not saying he's not good. I'm no, not, it's, just, it's just, yes. It, I'm just saying there were three guys ahead of him last year, and we beat him 31 I, I, to 7 or so, or whatever I, it was. I, and I did watch him against Indiana the other night. Iowa's you know? defensive line continues. Yes. We-